Welcome to another episode of Improv Exchange with Leander Young, where we dig into conversations with seasoned musicians to discuss their life, art, and the faith of jazz as they see it. In this episode, we interview a talented and up-and-coming guitarist from Canada, Jocelyn World. Hello, everybody. This is Leander from Improv Exchange, and today we have a lovely guest from Canada. How you doing, ma'am? Hi, great. How are you doing? Can't complain. Could you please let the people know who you are and about yourself? Of, of course. Uh, my name is Jocelyn Gould. I'm from uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, which is central Canada um, originally, and um, have kind of moved all over the place in the last several years. I've lived in Michigan and New York, and now I'm kind of back and forth between New York and Toronto. Okay. What made you move to New York? Yeah. Um, well, I did my undergraduate degree here in Winnipeg, and then my master's degree at Michigan State University. And from there, I just wanted to get as as close to the the music scene as I could. And uh, New York is really, really kind of the center of, of most music scenes, of many music scenes. So I wanted to go there and uh, play, basically. Okay. Well, I know you by your latest album, Elder and Tra- Traveler, which I think is an outstanding album. Uh, can Thanks. you tell some of the people about that? Yeah, so it's my first record. I recorded it last September uh, on Positone Records, and uh, it came out in March, on March 20th. So my first record, I'm really, really happy that it's out. People can finally, finally hear it. And it's got a great band, Quincy Davis on drums, George Delincey on bass, Addison Fry on piano, and then Michael Dees and Anthony Senko on uh trombone and trumpet Mm, i loved it that's all i have to say and one other thing is that you were performing with the late freddie cole until the other until he passed away correct i not in the last little while i had gotten to play to perform in his band um when i went to michigan state i studied with a uh, guitarist named Randy Napoleon, who was in his band, who was in Freddie's band for like 11 years. And so when I showed up at, at MSU, Randy started subbing out gigs to me. So I was able to to play with him um, around that time, which was, which was ridiculous. I like, um, you know, at that time I had never flown into a gig anywhere. So even just like going to the airport was really exciting. And, um, and, uh, this gig that I played with him in, uh, in Atlanta, I learned, I memorized like 50 of his arrangements. Uh, and Randy was like, you know, he probably isn't going to call any of these tunes, like you should learn them all and memorize them all, but he probably won't call them. And he didn't, I don't think I learned, I think like every tune on, on the gig, like as we were playing it on the, on the bandstand, which was interesting. I had never done that before. What was your favorite moment with him? Oh, um, I mean, 
just getting to spend time with someone who had been, I mean, he, he really grew up in music history and around music history. And so he, him and his grandson picked me up from the airport in Atlanta. And this was the first time I was meeting Freddie and we went to, we went out for food and then we went to his place, which was um, in, I think like, it was near Atlanta in, I think like suburban Atlanta. And, um, we walked in and this was sort of like the Cole residence and we walked in and it was just the most surreal moments. There were photos on the wall, just like any regular family photos, except it was, you know, Nat King Cole and, and Freddie Cole and just, just kind of being in that house was really very cool. And Freddie and I sat all afternoon and listened to records and just talked about music. And then we went to the sound check. And I think just getting to hang out with him in in that informal setting was really special. Getting to ask him questions about, you know, anybody. You could ask him like, oh, what, like, you know, growing up, like, what was it like with, you know, like Louis Armstrong would come over to your house. What is that like? So that was very cool. I'm jealous of you. I, I'm jealous of myself. I was like, I, I mean, there are so few of those, of those elders left who you can ask, you know, what, what were these people like? What was it like to be around them? It was very, very special. Understood. Understood. Well, next question I have to you is you need to talk to me about Canadian jazz. What made mm-hmm. you get into jazz in the first place? I did not grow up with jazz at all, did not. Um, Winnipeg has a really heavy, um, like, folk folk music scene. Joni Mitchell grew up just down the road, and Neil Young, um, you know, lived in Winnipeg. So that's sort of the, the, the one of the kind of cultural music of central Canada. And so I grew up kind of around that, that music, and I got... I got obsessed with guitar when I was like late junior high, just sort of learning to play um, my favorite songs. And it sort of was my obsession with the guitar that took me into loving jazz um, as I got more into listening to to blues players like B.B. King. And then it sort of went into West Montgomery and... Um, and sort of went from there. But um, yeah, growing up here, I wasn't, I just wasn't aware of, of jazz music. And, and so that was sort of the route that I took with it. Okay. So the difference in the jazz scenes of Canada versus we'll say New York, because I'm from here. Awesome. Okay. Uh, It's different. It's really, I mean, I think about this all the time. It's, um, Canada is not like jazz music did not grow up here. Um, you know, it's, it's black American music. So it's not, Canada has nothing to do with, with the development of this music historically. And, um, so it's not, I find as soon as you cross 
uh, like over into into Michigan from Toronto, if you just like go across the border to Detroit, um, the sound just changes. And I think that it's it's um, I mean, there are tons of uh, great musicians up here, but it's it's just different somehow. And I keep trying to figure out what it is, what the sound is. It's uh, when I moved to Michigan, I just was kind of like overcome with how um, with the feel of, of the music and sort of have since then kind of been putting thought into why, what is, what is the difference? And not that, not that, you know, the sound here isn't good. It's just, um, yeah, really. Okay. That's a, a well, really good question. I know yeah. Oscar Peterson came from Canada. Michael Boulet mm-hmm. came from Canada. So yeah. I can't say you guys don't produce anything or you don't have your own sound. You guys do mm-hmm. leave your impact on the jazz world already. So getting into Definitely. some more the academic questions I would have to ask you. So what is something you experience both in the music world and the academic world? Something I experience. Hmm. Like, um, I'm not sure. Um, like how, what, like, how would you mean? What did you learn? Anything experienced? Something that stuck out that made you go like, oh. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, in the music world, I mean, I think I've basically learned that you get you get out what you put in is sort of what I've learned. There's no, you know, shortcuts to me becoming a better a better player. It's essentially, you just have to, you get out, you get out of music, what you put into music. And the more you put in, um, the better, the better it gets. So that's sort of, sort of a philosophy that I've taken from, from trying to get to, from trying to get to a high level on the guitar. Yeah. What is something you would tell someone going into the music world right now? I would say be very structured, as structured as you can be, um, and decide what like structured in a term in terms of decide what you would like to be able to do, and then figure out exactly step by step how you're going to be able to make it happen. So if you would like to, you know, be able to play um, the saxophone like Sonny Rollins, how are you going to take to take these steps to, to get there um, rather than just sort of hope that it happens by chance. Okay. I agree with you on that. It doesn't really happen by chance. A lot of people, it takes years to become an overnight sensation. Mm-hmm. What is something wow. that people seem to misunderstand about the music world besides that part? Cause that is something that always happens. Hmm. People that something people seem to misunderstand. Hmm. I think people misunderstand actually what uh what the camaraderie that is that exists in the music world and um just kind of how close of a bond the the music scene does have and it can seem i think kind of competitive from from the outside but i think i think musicians are actually really quite close and 
Um, and yeah, especially when I moved to New York, I just felt when I moved to Michigan, I mean, Michigan and New York, I just felt no competitiveness, which I think was something I had misunderstood about, about the music world. Um, I just felt so welcome. So I think that's, that's so you're saying it was competitive, but yet it was welcoming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the pressure to like, you should be trying to play at, at the highest level that you can is there, but I think, um, just the, the, yeah, the camaraderie and the welcoming, the welcoming vibe of especially the New York scene when I moved there. Okay. I kind of find it a little clicky at times. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. I, interesting. Like there's certain rhythm sections that only jam with that rhythm section. Right. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's happened. That's happened to me a lot, <laughs> actually. That's true. Actually, yeah, you're guitarist. You're that. technically considered rhythm section. You never felt that way at all, though? Like, I definitely have. I think I just tried to stay away from from situations that, that didn't make me feel good um, if, if I was somewhere and didn't feel like it was a a positive thing. I would, I would just leave. There's so many places that you can go in New York that where people will make you feel good. Why, why stay in those types of environments? I think. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> well, another thing is that you released your album late March. Yes. Then the shutdown happens. <laughs> yes. How did that affect you? <laughs> it was, uh, I mean, I feel like it's on, only now that I'm starting to get a grasp on on what is happening um, regarding the pandemic, since it's all been such a whirlwind. So I was in Toronto. I was supposed to be on the road for like five months out of the next year and canceled it all. And I came back home to Winnipeg and have been here ever since and put out my record kind of without being able to play to play any gigs. So that music has actually never even been been performed. So it's it's weird. I mean, I spent, you know, all musicians spend so much time setting up gigs and tours and for all of that to just sort of kind of fall through. And then the only way that you can sell your record is if somebody like goes to your website and buys it. It's very. I, yeah. Record very sales strange. in general is just another headache for everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. I feel for you. Cause like I said, I listened to your album from start to finish, had no problems doing it. I loved it. Oh. And the fact that you didn't even get to truly promote it. I feel for you on that. Oh, and I'm okay. hoping that when things do open, you get to build a momentum to pick it up. I hope so too. I'm hoping I can rebook all of those all of those gigs. It's such a, a weird time right now, and and I'm like a real, um, you know, I don't really relax very much. I just want to always be like pushing forward and doing the next thing. And it's really weird right now, not even knowing what to do to. Like, cause you can't, you know, book a tour. You can't like how, what, what even are you supposed to be doing? It's a new climate. Yeah. Well, where do you think jazz will be in the next 10 years? Hmm. Wow. That's a 
Good question. I don't know. I feel like I won't know until we get there. Um, I ha- I don't know. I feel like um, as long as it's swinging, I'll be happy. <laughs> well, okay. So are there any artists coming up in Canada that you know of? Or is it is the scene getting bigger? Is it getting smaller? Hmm. Canada's interesting because all of the major cities are so far apart from each other. Um, so like for me in Winnipeg, the next city is like an eight hour drive. Um, and then really the other way it's Toronto, which is like a 22 hour drive. So yeah. So, (laughs) so it's Winnipeg is re or Canadian cities are pretty isolated. So every scene, every city kind of has its own insular scene in a way that I actually have no idea what's going on in most, in most cities. Um, So yeah, I just, fascinating. it is fascinating. And I think, I think that there should be more kind of cross collaboration between cities. I think there can get to be a little bit of like things get insular and kind of closed. And I would love to see more kind of. Kind that's of, something you need to get on top of, man. Get with your countrymen right. and just start doing that. You're right. You're right. <laughs> to- to- yeah, definitely. Well, have you ever been invited to perform on any non-jazz albums? Yes. Um, I'm trying to think. A lot of kind of just um, people that I grew up with, um, a lot of close friends kind of branched off into other other realms of music. And I've gotten to be on a lot of their records. A really, really close friend of mine um, her name is Joanna Majoko. She's a vocalist. She lives in Toronto now. We made a record together a few years ago that was just us, and it was more on the kind of um, soul, R&B, uh, pop, um, it, more on that side of things, and that was really fun. I just love all types of guitar, basically, and would love to branch out and play more different types of guitar. And guitar is one of those instruments that are so genre specific like if you're going to play you know this type of music there's a whole guitar sound that you have to know no, I agree. so yeah a very versatile instrument you could play in pretty much any style of music there's only yes. one set of instruments that i think is more diverse than yours and that is the percussionist because you know we're just better and that makes sense yeah uh if you could turn back time and talk to your 18 year old self would you talk them out of being a musician No, Um, I would actually be like, I would tell myself to, I think about this a lot um, because I think I've spent way too much time worrying and worrying about not being valid and worrying about not being good enough. And I would tell myself like, if you could actually see what you're going, going to achieve over the next 10 years, like you wouldn't even believe me if I told you. So, um, just kind of, I would tell myself to cast away all the self-doubt because it's useless 
and just proceed with, um, with, you know, confidence. That's exactly what I would tell myself. Okay. If you could remove all the barriers, all the constraints, what type of project would you make and who would be on it? Wow. I would make probably, um, hmm, like a very loud, uh, like kind of obnoxious record where I have a lot of distortion and just kind of a lot of like smashing of the guitar, I think is what I would want, want to do. Um, so more of a metal album? Yeah, or more of like a rock. Um, but, or maybe like more along, like probably like a combination of like rock and funk is where if I could just do anything and, and just do it without, you know, having anyone think anything. That's, I think, what I would do. Okay. I think that's, that's what I would do. Interesting. I'm trying to figure out how that would work in my head. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either, but I just get this very strong urge to just like smash the crap out of the guitar a lot. And um, yeah, <laughs> I would like to do that at some point. Okay. That's not very... <laughs> no one's you judging you. Trust me. No one. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you, you want an honest... Uh, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I just said no one's judging you. <laughs> What's the best compliment you ever received? Um, Probably from one of my heroes um the, the guitar player russell malone him and i um he's just given me so much guidance over the years and been really generous with his time and he after i mailed him this record and he listened to it and he mailed me he called me and he said um he was like you know a lot of guitarists are not um very few guitarists of your age are into playing just the blues like like you are and you should really kind of continue with that and that's really a part of your sound on the guitar and that was coming from someone like him that was really special for me i would agree with that comment and that whole statement he made and i oh, hope you do you. continue down that path i yeah i hope i definitely will <laughs> definitely so is there any other jazz artists you wish to give a shout out to or talk about? Ooh. Um, well, who would I like to talk about? I mean, I always, I'm like a broken record talking about my, my former teacher, Randy Napoleon, who I got to know at Michigan State and we still talk all the time and he's just given me so much great advice and is such a great mentor and basically taught me everything I know about the guitar. So I always am trying to give a shout out to him. Um, yeah. Okay. And what other thing? Guitar Hero. Do you think that's garbage? Like the game? Yes. Yeah, it's okay, total good. It's garbage. Absolutely. I think it's total garbage. <laughs> I think it did more harm than good for that whole 
drama. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. Well, before we go, we normally like to give a shout out or show our respects to the artists that came before us. Okay. So I'm going to tell you an instrument and two artists. You choose one. And if you wish, tell us why. Okay. 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 On trumpet, Dave Douglas or Sean Jones? Um, Sean Jones. Just, he's one of my favorite musicians and is so soulful. And yeah, I just love his playing. On saxophone, Allison Young or Allison L.U.? Hmm. Allison Young. I just, I love her playing. I can't even really say why. Okay. That's a shout out to that Canadian over there. Yeah. Yep. On piano, Jason Moran or Craig Taborn? Jason Moran. I, uh, yeah, I mean, incredible. Uh, of course, one of the masters. I love his playing. Okay. On drums, Allison Miller or Sydney Blacklin Santana? Hmm. Great question. Hmm. I don't think I can I can have a preference. Okay. Well, on guitar, you gotta give me an answer on this one. Okay. Grant Green or Wes Montgomery? That's that's mean. <laughs> um oh Wes Montgomery. And this one I'm gonna yeah. ask you why. Wes for me Grant, I I wanna take um uniqueness of sound, um groove uh and blues and Wes Wes to me is just sort of the the bass sound of jazz guitar as it is today. And I think I think if I were to, you know, share one of the two with someone who had never heard this type of guitar playing, it would have to be Wes. To me, he's just the the seminal guitar player. Okay. And I'm gonna ask you one more just because. Okay. Jimi Hendrix or Eric Clapton? Jimi Hendrix, no questions asked. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. That was not a good one then. <laughs> Why Jimi <laughs> Hendrix? <laughs> um, Jimi Hendrix changed the way the guitar was being played and changed the sound of the guitar and was um, a, you know, a genius of sound. And I don't think that, you know, Eric Clapton is a great guitar player, but didn't, you know, I don't think contribute to, to the sound of the guitar and how it was played in the way that Jimi Hendrix did. And I just love Jimi Hendrix's records. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Well, I want to say thank you for joining us, ma'am. means a lot. Thank you for having me on this. On this. Could you please tell people where to find you, your social media, your website, et cetera? Yes. Um, so you can check out my website at jocelyngould.com. 
um, Instagram and Facebook, Jocelyn Gold Music on both of those platforms. And my record is streaming on all of the all of the streaming platforms everywhere you would expect to find it. Okay. Once again, thank you for joining us. And everyone, this is Leander from Improv Exchange. Thank you. Have a good day. Say bye. Bye. Thank you so much, everyone. That's that on jazz. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Improv Exchange. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Also, please be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Improv Exchange. <laughs>